0: Welcome back to another episode of Dracul. This is a story of a young woman who came into contact with a mysterious man named Dracul. As her story begins with her first encounter with Dracul, The story unravels as their relationship grows. Previously on Dracul, after walking Catherine to her home late at night, Dracul went to confront the lurking figure who was revealed to be a man named Sartrum, who he is all too well acquainted with. After a tense conversation between the two, Dracul then found an injured drunk man bleeding from his head. It was then discovered that Dracul is indeed you know, a vampire, and went into a small feeding frenzy, ending up outside Catherine's door. Catherine woke up the next morning with a small pain in her neck from dancing for hours the night prior. She got up and massaged the area that pained her the most as she yawned. She completed her morning routine and decided to head out to purchase some more bread and perhaps even cabbage to make soup. It was all she could afford. Catherine then began to walk to the market, all the while thinking about the charming man she met at the ball. Did cool, she thought to herself, and giggled. Her walk was light and a bit clumsy, like a pigeon learning to fly. A little tiny pigeon, but a white pigeon to represent elegance. So more like a dove, yeah that sounds nicer, like a fledgling dove in the sky she was a bit clumsy due to her revisiting the night in her mind and had to apologize quite a few times for almost bumping into other people upon entering the store she looked around to see maybe if there was something else in her price range she could purchase but unfortunately found nothing of use she picked up half a pound of bread and moved over to where the cabbages were as she was inspecting them to see which would be the best buy, she saw a shimmer of green coming through the front window of the market out of the corner of her eye. However, when she looked up, she saw nothing green. Thinking nothing of it, she chose a cabbage and went to purchase the items. Off she went, back to her house. Upon arriving and entering, she placed the bread in her pantry and kept the cabbage inside an icebox that was resting on her kitchen counter. She let out a tired sigh and closed her eyes only to see a pair of deep, brown eyes that had hints of burnt sienna and orchid yellow looking back at her. She felt the blood rise up to her face as she now saw chiseled features, then a smile full of pointed canine teeth and smooth black hair. She could even smell the subtle musky cologne that was not too strong to suffocate someone, but not too weak to go unnoticed. The scent was perfectly balanced in the sense that it would sneak up on you, but in a welcomed manner. She smiled and hummed to herself in happiness. Walking to her room, she took out her journal, wrote down every detail about her night before she forgot about it, if that was even possible. Underneath her entry, she drew the two calm, cool eyes that looked into her own eyes the other night. Above the eyes lay two thick arched brows that even when relaxed had a wrinkle between the two indicating that this man dracul had been through many troubles in his life she sat there on an old wooden chair with a pillow on the seat for extra cushioning by the way lost in thought for a while sooner than later she snapped out of her daze put away her journal, and walked over to her living room where her easel stood right next to one of the two windows she had. On her easel was a canvas that had an unfinished flower bouquet on it. She was almost finished with this painting. I was expecting the buyer to come around the next day. She put her hair back and dipped her brush into a small jar of yellow acrylic paint. She continued this process over and over with more colors, getting lost in her creative process. There was a knock on the door, in case you didn't know what a knock sounds like, which startled her as she looked to realize it was evening. Who could it be at this hour, she thought to herself and proceeded to clean off her brush and close her paints. Catherine, are you awake? This voice sounded familiar, but she couldn't place a finger on whose it was, seeing that her mind was still fixed on the nearly completed painting. "'Just a minute!' Catherine spoke hurriedly. She peered through the window to see if she could recognize the figure, though there was little light outside from her outdoor candle. Only the finest houses and the richest folks had glass bulbs of electricity, but the name of this invention escapes me." What's it called? Electric glass? No. Absence of darkness bow? No. <laughs> Sunglasses? <laughs> Anyways, seeing that it was indeed a man put some fear into her heart and she carefully opened the door. The man smiled and greeted her again as she felt weight lift off her shoulders. Oh, (laughs) Dracul, it's you. Oh, how I was frightened it was a strange man. Dracul laughed. Well, I'm flattered you don't see me as a strange man, dear Catherine. Catherine laughed to herself and turned to walk into her dining room, only to hear her footsteps and no one else's. She turned to see Dracul was standing at the door still, waiting with a charismatic smile as his eyes were locked onto her oh my apologies i'm so sorry where are my manners come on in dracul and make yourself at home my friend friend dracul was taken aback by this kind-hearted word but did little to show it as he ventured inside ducking into the house and closing the door he breathed in and smelled that catherine was warming up some bread he was offered a glass of milk which he accepted Fortunately, his system had not failed him, and was able to eat human food still, though it hardly provided any source of protein or nutrients for him. Because he's, you know, a vampire. Even though it was the first time being in this building with Catherine, it was not the first time being there at all. His eyes went into a different time as he visited his memories. The building was a bit darker on the inside back then, due to the old paint being a weird purple that I personally would never paint in my house, but whatever. An old friend lived here once. A young man, barely reaching the age of 20, and had light brown, scruffy hair. His eyes gleamed every time he spoke of his dreams of having his own trinket shop, as he was very much into business. His eyes were ghostly, Wait. No. His eyes. What color were they? Dracul struggled to remember as he saw the young man laying on the ground, choking. His eyes rolling back. The color. What was it? Catherine spoke quietly. Dracul, are you all right? Dracul's eyes quickly darted to Catherine's, not realizing she had come so close to him. "'She rose a hand and pressed the back of it against his forehead gently, checking his temperature. "'The tightness in Dracul's chest loosened up and saw nothing but concern in her expression. "'He stepped back and apologized to her, claiming he was all right, "'and told her he had just remembered he left his ice box open back at his house. "'Catherine eyed him suspiciously, but couldn't help but smile at him and chuckle. "'He was just absolutely striking.' Dracul and Catherine sat down at a small table in the other corner of her living room that was next to the only other window she had. He looked over to see the painting and was absolutely captivated by it. Catherine, he began, you told me you were a painter, but you never told me just how great you were at it. This painting, how much is it, I'll purchase it right now. Catherine slightly tapped his arm. "'Oh, don't tease me. I'm still an amateur compared to the master artists, and I'm sorry, but this painting was commissioned to me, so it already has a buyer, unfortunately.' Dracul was still captivated by the realism of this painting. "'I'm surprised you stuck with an older art style.' He turned to Catherine and grabbed her hand. "'Would you paint something for me if I were to provide a rough sketch? I would buy it at any price you offer.' Now, at this point, Catherine's cheeks were really red, like apple red, and she spoke anyways. For you, Dracul, I would paint it without any cost. Dracul felt another strange sensation in his chest that he had felt once before, which was also caused by Catherine. He had felt this sensation often when he was alive, many years ago. Maybe like two or three, I don't know. They continued on with their evening together. Catherine had complimented Dracul, saying he looked more lively and his face more rosy than when she had first met him. He thanked her and said it was due to the warmer climate of the house that caused him to redden up. But you and I both know it's because he been drinking people's blood, but okay, Dracul, blame it on the temperature. They shared stories and both were equally interested in what the other had to say about whatever they spoke of. They had laughed many times, and they had also shared many comfortable and welcome silences. Catherine would admire Dracul whenever she could without being spotted, and Dracul would study Catherine, wondering what it could be about her that caused him to gravitate towards her. He was smitten by her, but he wasn't 100% on why. This routine went on for many weeks, and Dracul would visit her every evening, and she would welcome him every evening. They would go out to more balls, and even just to walk sometimes to enjoy the fresh night air. Draku would spot two green hues some distance away, and would eye them until they would go away. He would always hear a chuckle before they would disappear. He knew Sartre was always close by, watching them which was another reason he visited Catherine so often, to make sure she remained untouched. And every time they met, Dracul always made sure to touch Catherine's hand, whether it was to greet her, or whether he staged it, I don't know, as accidentally brushing against her hand while walking. This ensures that his scent was on her, warning other creatures to stay away. One evening, Dracul came with the rough sketch of a young man. This was the same young man who he had thought back on the second night he visited Catherine. She began to paint as soon as possible after he had left that evening. She worked on it daily and would hide it in her room every evening to surprise Dracul when it was completed. She wanted it to be perfect. All those hours of painting and hard work finally paid off and the painting was completed. This young man had brown, scruffy hair, darker complexion than Catherine's, freckles, a button nose with a wide arch on the top, or I should say on the bridge of his nose because that's what it's called, rosy cheeks, and kind, light brown eyes. The following evening came and Catherine smiled excitedly at Dracul, instructing him to close his eyes. He did so only to satisfy Catherine, for he was amused at how bubbly she was. Aww, that's so cute. (laughs) I love this so much. Then, when he opened his eyes, he was greatly moved by the sight of his old friend, looking as though he would run to Dracul's side and tell him more about opening a trinket shop. His mouth was slightly ajar as he gazed upon this painting, saying only one word as he picked it up. Philippe. Looking over to Catherine, his eyes teared up and gave her hand a gentle kiss as he thanked her. He then- wait! What? He actually teared up? What is he, human? Vampires don't tear up? Why? Cause they're dead. They don't have tears, let alone life. This was strange, but Draco didn't think much of it because he was just too grateful. Weeks turned into months, and before they knew it, they had been friends for almost a full year. One night, Catherine had spoken out. Draco, there is something that I must tell you. Catherine's eyes were worrisome as she began to speak. Jakul turned to face her as they were both seated once again at the small table. His ears were open to listen to what she had to say. I haven't sold as many paintings as I once did, and it's the only source of income that I have. It has become too expensive for me to live on my own, and I have no one to turn to. I have no friends to entertain the idea of even moving in with me. I have no family here, or anywhere that I know of, that would help me. I'm poor Dracul. This talk indeed did trouble Dracul for two reasons. The first being Catherine was highly upset and worried she had no place to stay. The second being that he had known of this place for such a long time. but. Could now no longer visit, for another person who, honestly, he cared little to be acquainted with, would live here. Catherine sniffled and looked away, trying to hide her sorrowful expression. She couldn't bear the thought of living in the streets and disappointing her parents. She saw a shadow moving towards her and heard slow, heavy footsteps approach as she buried her face in her hands. Dracoon now was bending down to be eye to eye with Catherine, taking your hands away from her face and holding them. Come and live with me, Kara. I have plenty of room in my home and I am well off financially. You wouldn't need to worry about any of that. Every coin you would make would stay yours to spend on whatever you wish to buy. I could provide for you if you only wanted me to, Catherine. Catherine's breath was caught in her throat. She never imagined Dracul would care so much to the point where he offered her a place to stay, and it was with him. She was only confiding in him, as friends do. The word kara repeated in her mind. Dear one, it meant. Dracul's grip tightened around her hands as the stare grew more intense and sincere. He was so charming, so handsome, and so genuine. Catherine's worries went away as she gazed into his deep brown eyes. She moved closer to Dracul, and he inched forward. Dracul spoke softly, Come with me, Catherine. And with these words, Dracul closed the space in between them, directed her hands on top of his shoulders, and put one of his hands on her back while they caressed each other. Their lips were now just inches away from touching and as much as Catherine craved to feel his mouth pressed against hers, Dracoa moved away, realizing that this could be a mistake. And not wanting to cause any concern, he smiled slyly. We leave tonight. Catherine chuckled to herself and they separated. She hurriedly packed her paints and blankets. Draco instructed that she needn't take any of her furniture, for he had better-looking ones at his home, soon to be hers too. Draco whispered something under his breath, too quiet for Catherine to hear. He was calling for his coach, which arrived almost instantly and quietly. Draco then picked up her blank and unfinished canvases along with one of her two bags. He opened the door and Catherine went out both giddy of the new changes happening in both of their lives. She entered the small coach, looking back at her old house. Though it served her well, she wouldn't miss it. Let's be real here. Off they went through the town and up onto higher ground. Ooh, that (laughs) rind. Up and up to the hills they went, talking along the way. Catherine closed her eyes and rested her head back. A new start, she thought and smiled. High above the trees was Sartram. Overhearing everything and grinning while watching everything happening, it was almost time to make himself known to Catherine. Thank you for listening to episode 4 of Dracul. Will this brand new start be as charming for Catherine as she expects it to be? Will Sartram pose a threat not only to Dracul, but to Catherine as well? Stay tuned for future episodes by subscribing to this podcast on the platform you're listening to it on. All narration, writing, and music composed by Priscilla Ibarra. <laughs> you know, this episode reminds me of the time where I had gone to, you know, I don't know where it was, but it was like somewhere off into the